Hello, and welcome to VergeCast, the flagship podcast of TheVerge.com. You weren't expecting that. Anyway, The Verge is a, it's a thing. It's like a, it's a thing you it's know web- and love. It's a website. But it's, it's so much more. Okay. It's a lifestyle. Well, it's the New York brand. Times calls this a technology website, and I trust yeah. the New York Times. We, uh, we upgraded Fake the technology news. blog a few years ago. It was very That's exciting. Good. Anyway, uh, this is The VergeCast. There's a joke about a vodka that we usually make here, but I'm on the fence with it. I'm Neil Patel. I'm here. Megan Frokmanesh is here. Hey, I Megan. sure am. Hi. Did, hey. Good, good, good exchange. <laughs> Dieter Bone is here. Hi. We're not doing great. And Nat Karen is here. Hi, Hello. Nat. How are things? Things are great. And Nat, it's... after her like big podcast debut, had never done a podcast before. Then Nat and Megan hosted a whole episode of the show. We can't hear you when you just shimmy proudly. <laughs> what Nat just did was like a proud little dance, like a shoulder dance. I'm a very animated person. It's hard to convey that over a podcast, that's for sure. You just got to make little noises. Well, I'm wearing this big chunky necklace, so maybe if you hear a little like, that's oh me God. dancing. Gentle wind chimes. That's great radio. Do you hear the tinkle of joy coming from Nat's microphone? <laughs> anyway, we last week... Was that last week that we were, we were at South by? I know we were it feels at South like by. You got ago. sick. I got sick. I'm still sick. Sorry, I'm, everyone. I'm, You're all I'm trapped yeah. in this room with me. I'm definitely coming down. So Nat, you Nat will be sick next week. Great. Uh, but we had two great shows. They were live. Uh, they were fun. Thank you everybody for listening. I will say bizarrely, those shows super popular. Huh. Lots and lots of people listen to those shows. So maybe we should do more live shows. Maybe we will. But that's enough about us. There's like news in this world. Dieter, do you want to? It's like I don't even know where to start. There were new. There's a new iPad. There's a yeah. new iPhone of some kind. Yeah. Uh, you reviewed a Chromebook. I did. Jake reviewed. Although that's not it. new. It's been around for a couple of months, but we could talk about it. I want to talk about it in the context of the Tab S3, which Jake reviewed. Yes. Matt, you played with Android O. I did. We're just like all over. Like where 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 to begin? So many. Well, I guess let's begin with Apple. It's kind of what kicked off the week. First, <laughs> there's a new iPad called iPad. It's cheap. It's like there's a new iPad called Lazy Naming. Yeah, well, it's not the iPad because Apple never they hate the word the just yeah. the most. And we can talk about it, but it's like it's pretty cheap. It's 9.7 inch, and they basically discontinued the iPad Air 2. And there's a whole lot of stuff to get in there. They also have a red iPhone. It's a product red, so it supports HIV AIDS. It's more crimson than red. But aren't all, all of Apple's things have been more crimson than red. Um, that's, yeah. I think that's um, kind of disputed. Our art director, James, went through a bunch of product red offerings and literally just like looked through all of them. He said most of them are more red than you think, but the iPhone red is definitely more crimson than it is red. I think that that's a little pedantic, but yeah, um, I mean, crimson it, is a red. type of red. I mean, I I love the name crimson. It sounds sophisticated, yeah. and I but product crimson is it's there's no so ring good. to it. But yeah. I would I would use a red iPhone. Product crimson sound it does have a ring, but it's like Are not sure? the, it's, it's sound, not the ring that you want. No, it sounds like a product that like the NCAA sells like to Harvard students. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it sounds like a weapon of mass destruction. It sounds like a really shitty X-Men reboot. Yeah, Product Crimson. Yeah, a weapon of mass destruction. They it's can not, have that idea. It's not a name way. for an iPhone. Well, whatever. Well, Product Crimson. But red. But it's red. That's the whole thing. I don't know. Lauren, good. But like, is it a, is, red, color is just, you know, it's a, it's a qualia. Is it, is it, it's, it's not really uh, an intrinsic quality. It's, uh, as Plato would say, no, never mind. Sorry. No, I think it Dieter can be, Dieter just though. went for it. Wow, Dieter. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think great. it's going to be a lot more popular than you think. Like, in a lot of Asian cultures, red is a really lucky and fortunate color, so I think that it's going to be super, super popular in, like, Asia. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think it'll be popular everywhere. I, I mean... 
they go, I mean, like, particularly, I feel like people would buy the hell out of it in cultures that really emphasize the color red. Huh. That's fun. I mean, I, so, I think they just did it. So it was the 10-year anniversary of their product red partnership. Right. And I think they were finally like, all right, for 10, you get this. But a lot yeah. of people hate that the front part is white. I also hate that the front part is white. I but, agree. I think it does look a lot better on black. Yeah. So I also hate that it's white, but I, I got to assume that Apple knows what it's doing with this and knows what the sales figures are and what user preferences are. And um, I think the thing, like it looking black makes the thing just look like red and black would look a lot meaner. And I like phones that look mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out if you want to buy a mean iPhone 7, there's a matte black one just sitting there you can go get. Yeah. So like maybe they've they've already saturated the market for mean looking iPhones. I mean, I just, I don't actually, don't, I don't know why they don't make iPhones in like every possible color combination, but so it goes. But anyway, it's a red iPhone. We've spent yep. too much time talking about it. Yes. They made it red. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about clips. We go, you want to talk about the iPad or you want to talk about clips? Let's talk about app. the iPad. The clips, okay. like, it's, it's bonkers. The whole thing the, with clips. It's so bonkers. So the iPad. Okay. Yeah. The, the, whole, the only thing interesting about it is that it's very cheap. It's 329 yeah. But they basically updated the first iPad Air, which is like an interesting move. Yeah. If you compare it to the iPad Air 2, it's a little bit thicker. It has a worse screen. And it has, I think it's up to the A9 processor now. Yeah. And so if it's you just faster look at the, than the Air 2. Right. If you look at the physicality of it, it basically is more like an original iPad Air than an iPad Air 2. Right. And the, the, right. when you say a slightly worse screen, the big change to the iPad Air 2 was they laminated the display against the glass. And now they've gone back to the unlimited way. I have uh, when I was like, "That's bad." People obviously pointed out that I'm a huge snob. Yeah, because it is a very snob. Like people are still like rolling out with the iPad two. Like there are people in this world who are like, "This iPad two is fine. I'm going to have it for the rest of my life." And I'm like, "The screen isn't laminated." Like I feel bad. I feel bad about who I am, but I'm also very confident in who I am. So that badness is is rooted in a deep sense of security. But they, they're walking it back. Like they want the high end iPad is now the Pro. It yep. has the laminated screen, it has the A ten quadrillion, whatever it is. Um it's very fast, it has a stylus, it has a keyboard connector, and then there's this like thing. Which for the, like the Netflix people. I will say that what this thing actually is supposed to be for is the education market. It is supposed to be the thing that fends off the Chromebook a little bit, which has been eating Apple's lunch in the education market because it's uh, they're so cheap, they're so disposable, and they're so much easier to manage when you've got a bunch of students and you just want them to be able to log into a dumb terminal. The iPad uh, does have multiple multiple accounts available to it now, finally, but only in the education context. Uh, Wait, because, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. In in education, you can set up multiple user accounts on an iPad if they're managed through like the education device management system. Huh. It's a little, it's a little twitchy. It's not as dead simple as Chrome OS. But to me, if you're making this thing cheap and you're trying to get it into schools, yo, just put a dock connector on it. Put yeah, the smart Why does it have a keyboard it. connector? It's it dumb. doesn't make any sense to me. Right? Yeah. But it makes no sense. They wanted to make it cheap. They had parts sitting around. I don't know. Yeah. And the parts were the iPad Air. They're like, we yeah. just, <laughs> so like Johnny, I was like a warehouse. I found one. I can't build a car here. I, <laughs> I don't know what he says. <laughs> what I'm curious about, though, is that um, it's so much cheaper now. And I think the base model is 329 but the 128 gig iPad mini is now way more expensive than the yeah. iPad Air I'm uh, the new iPad I'm curious what's going to happen to the iPad mini like are they going to also make it cheaper or is that just did Apple just like kind of 
Bell. It's the end of iPad Mini. Do any of you have an iPad Mini? I have a friend who has one, but they got it as like a Christmas present from their office. <laughs> I loved the iPad Mini for like a year, and then I got a big phone, and I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, and I stopped. I haven't, t- I've, I haven't touched my iPad Mini. I forgot that it existed yesterday or the day before whenever Apple stuff came <laughs> out. Like, I tweeted like the iPad line finally makes sense, and people are like, what about the iPad Mini? And I, I don't. I just, I'd forgotten. Yeah, I don't know so, an no, iPad. You know, <laughs> I don't know any. Who iPads, needs an no. iPad? I know exactly. What would I do with it? I have a computer and a dumb phone. Yeah, I'm good on Apple products. <laughs> you say a now. dumb phone. It's a, <laughs> it's a, phone? it's an iPhone 5s. Yeah, and I am afraid to update it because I hear that will make my phone just catch on fire. Yeah, so, I think that's true. Yeah. My 6s, I updated it every day. It's like, hey, you want to update me? I'm like, no, shut up. Um, the preeminent Apple blogger in the universe, John Gruber, has written somewhere in the neighborhood of 50,000 words over the past month trying to make sense of the iPad product line and what he's, he's expecting is supposed to happen with the iPad product line. Yeah. And you read all of it and you're just like, yeah, nobody knows. This is this doesn't make sense. There's yeah. like there's no clarity to it whatsoever. I think they're I think they're hamstrung by the fact that they they believe it's the future of computing and it might not be. Because people just use tablets for Netflix. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, like, I, well, uh, so, but uh, people just use tablets for Netflix. Like, there's this, there's this grand debate happening, like, at a meta level at The Verge about computers versus tablets and, like, what yeah. kind of stuff you can do with it. And, like, I am very clearly, like, the flag bearer, torch bearer, flag bearer for, like, I love customizing What is the shit, difference between camp, a flag bearer right? and a torch bearer? Torch the flag bearer? has words You on carry a torch because you love it. And you carry a flag because they're the people that they aim the arrows at when you're in a fight. I thought torchbearer was like if you're like going to like burn somebody's house down. Like yeah, you're like that's, in a Frankenstein that's my interpretation mob. too. You also have a pitchfork. That's how you know. I like that Dieter is like you carry the torch because you love and you carry <laughs> the flag because you wish to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure people carry flags when they're representing something and then carry fire when they're trying no, you're, to you're, kill you're, something. You're, okay. You hold it, you carry a torch for somebody. It's a thing that people say. I carry flags for people. <laughs> None of this is a thing it's anybody just, says. Just a flag with somebody's face anyway. on it. I carry a flag for you. I'm bad at flirting. <laughs> it's my new Valentine's Day line. Like walking to the bar. You're like, hello. I have a flag and a torch. I don't. I'm kind of anachronistic. I set the one on fire. Oh, no. All right, Dieter, keep going. I'm sorry. Apple bought Workflow. <laughs> Apple bought Workflow. Applebot Workflow, which is this uh, iOS utility that's basically if this, then that for phones and tablets um, that lets you basically connect up a bunch of random shit via like, you know, deep links and web services to basically like do stuff on the iPhone that you couldn't otherwise do with button presses. And they like they were really smart by like jacking into the notification widgets and also the um, you know, the, the slide up share uh, sheet thing, yeah, like those those extra things, those extensions. So Apple bought them, and so it's like, oh hey, maybe that sort of model is like the future of taking iOS and turning it from a Netflix machine that you can only do what Apple lets you do into a computer where you can do more stuff. Um, so I was really excited, and then they made it free, which is also great because it used to cost three bucks. And then with the update to make it free, they disabled its ability to talk to Google Chrome, Google Maps. And like some other like uh, Uber. Uber, there's like a whole bunch yeah. of things where they turn it yeah. off and they switch the default yeah. maps to Apple Maps. That's yeah. cute. That's yeah. like the most petty Apple shit in the world, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we bought your app and people loved it. Like the default thing that people would talk about was like, 
you could get a screen. You could set it up and like when you had an appointment, it would screenshot you Google Earth screenshots of where you're going to be. Like that was the standard example of workflow. And Apple bought yep. it, and they're like, "What if we turn that off?" Because <laughs> fuck you, Google. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I it, look, I support these companies being extremely petty when it comes to competing. Right, oh, if they great. can get out all the, the anger at the pe- on the petty level, and then like, you know, they walk in the meeting and they like they've worked it all off. Well, they're just gonna seal it. They'll just instead of a Google Earth thing, we'll just have some shitty Apple Maps like screenshot for you, and it's oh, like God. maybe five feet away from where you're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, and the building looks melted. <laughs> um, wait, let's go back to the iPad. So, Dieter, you're saying you, yeah. you carry the you you carry a number of objects on fire, draped in cloth, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> because you both, because you love, but you carry the torch, the whatever, the flaming torch. Of I carry justice. a flag that's on fire. <laughs> For the concept of like next generation, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Right? You're the one who thinks tablets are going to be the thing. Well, I'm the one who thinks that um, fundamentally there is a ceiling on iPads becoming the future of computing because uh, you're they just stop you from doing stuff on them. Yeah. And this, this, I don't want to like redo. You should just listen to Neil's podcast with Walt about internet appliances. Like the iPad is the best appliance. Ah, so computer. you agree with me? But Walt, Walt and I disagreed on that. Well, I think it's a great appliance, but it's yeah. definitely like like it doesn't cross that line of like I want to do one yet one more thing that this thing doesn't let me do. And yeah. I I like I waffle on whether or not I believe Apple is going to enable that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, um, just the, the yeah. dumbest thing in the world, a thing that we all probably do a lot, it's really hard to, like, make a GIF of something that you just see on the iPad. Oh. Right? Like, watching a movie and, like, making a GIF out of a scene of a movie is very easy to do on a computer. Yeah. Giffy it's really easy like, to do it. on a Note 7, too, speaking of things that are on fire. <laughs> oh. Oh. Rough. Rough. Everybody take a minute. Let's just, <laughs> just, let's just hold on to that one. The Note 7 joke's going to be over because the S8 will come out. Yeah, no. no there's, there's a there's a hard deadline on Note Seven jokes. Get him in. No, the S8 not. is being announced on March 29th, dude. And you've got to submit all of your Note Seven jokes before that day, unless that you know, phone also explodes, which is a when, real possibility. When when Samsung, if they release a red version of the S8, it if it's not named Ember, I'm going to be super pissed. That's pretty good, man. Poor Samsung. We right. we're, we're going to get to that in a minute. Do, right. Is there anything else? we got to talk about? Clips. So, so wait. Oh, clips. The, right. The, yeah. the, just to wrap up the iPad, we are yeah. all kind of in agreement that this is just like a desperation. We made a cheaper one. Hopefully, you buy this one kind of move. Well, that's kind of you kind of have to. There's no more iPad Air. If you want an iPad, this is what you get. Or the Pro. Yeah. Well, I mean, most people probably aren't going to shell out for a Pro. So if you want an iPad that you can afford, this is the one you get. Megan, what's the universe in which you spend a thousand dollars on an iPad Pro instead of a laptop? Uh, the universe in which my laptop breaks and I don't want to buy a new one. But like if you had a choice, your laptop, that laptop, say something was to happen to your laptop. <laughs> 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 it's like scooting away from me. <laughs> That's a real nice laptop you got there. No, say that one is to break and you have $1,000. Is there a world in which you buy an iPad Pro instead of another laptop? No, absolutely not. Like if I'm going to spend money on a thing, I want it to be like the nicest cheap version of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to get a computer. Yeah. I'm going to get like a shitty laptop air. Mac to- I don't. I don't. Air. Laptop yeah. air. <laughs> it's great. It's, My new I don't see this as a desperation move from Apple. Huh. It's not desperate. They're just like recognizing what the market is. People, they, you know, if they don't want to spend the money to try and get an iPad Pro to replace their computer, they just want a tablet. And so they're just going to go get whatever's cheap. And they made the iPad cheap. Like, yeah. 
turns out that people don't care about having, like we've been saying for years, people don't upgrade their iPads. People don't care about having the fastest one. People don't care about having true color, tone, color, whatever the hell it's called on the screen. They just want a thing to watch Netflix and browse the web. And so Apple's like, all right, here's the cheapest one we could make with a big screen. Here, here you go. No yeah. problem. Yeah, this is true. I'm buying one tomorrow for my mom. This wow. Is my, this is Nat's... Uh, weekly moment to insert her mom into literally every podcast appearance she makes. Um, <laughs> two for two. Her birthday's on sat- Saturday, so I'm going to get Aww. it for her because that's she's traveling back to Thailand soon and she does not have a laptop. Yeah. She has a desktop and she just wants something to be ac- be able to access the internet with. So that's what she's going to get. Surprise, mom. Yeah. My, my parents travel with her iPad, too. Yeah. But it's literally an iPad, too. Yeah. And, <laughs> she, and she was asking whether she should buy one now. And I'm like, maybe a new one is coming out and this new one's coming out. It's may or may not be as great as the one I could have gotten, but it's cheaper, so who cares? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk about Clips. Clips. So uh, I, yeah. my nightmare scenario was that Apple would build iMessage Stories. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know that they're going to. We all know that they're going to. It's going to happen. But Clips is like the hybrid thing. or like the baby step. So it's basically take all the weird, wacky shit that you get to do with uh, Snapchat uh, videos or, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook Messenger or Stories or whatever, like all the weird filter shit. But then just make that into an app that doesn't actually isn't actually connected up to any social networks. And then you're supposed to take that video, save it, and then send it out to whatever network you want to use. So Apple said, hmm, we're really uh, – all the kids are using all these other social apps. We should make a social app. But if we made a social app, it would probably fail because most social app fails. And then people would look at us and say that we made a social app that failed. So let's just make all the parts except the social part and then – Nobody will blame us if it doesn't succeed. I think it's more like motion stills. Like Google made motion stills and motion stills is great. But yeah. like it's a toy that they made and Apple made a toy. And I think they're okay, really Apple's fair. really good at like video editing toys. Like they still have that iMovie team that like every now and again they're like, what if the interface for editing movies was crazy? And they did it in Final Cut, they did it again in iMovie. Like I like the idea they they made a little wild and wacky video editor. But I think the real step here is the next iPhone, the rumor from Bloomberg is that it'll be like heavily augmented reality. Yeah. Uh, and this is how you like you make an augmented reality phone that's like layering information and in all the video. You need an app to like make it and share it. And this is, I think, the first step to that app. Interesting. Right? Like it's, But to me it's super weird because I think of Apple and video editing, it's like professional creatives. And this is like teen. So yeah. I don't really get it. Like Wait, you don't think of iMovie and teens? Not really. I totally think, like, I think of Apple and video editing, and I think of a bunch of teenagers using iMovie. No. And then getting jobs, and then realizing that every professional environment uses Premiere. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. In college, back in my day, that's what we used. Premiere? iMovie, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, teenagers and iMovie is, like, the core of the Apple experience. But that's for making, like, a full-on video. It's not for, like, I'm going to make a funny thing and send it to my friends. If you're going to make a funny thing and send it to your friends, you use Snapchat or Instagram or... Right, so I'm saying like or whatever the hell in you know ten years ago or whatever, kids making videos they were using iMovie and all of that has been replaced by Instagram, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So but why I wouldn't th- Apple want a piece of that? Because that's that's like right. it's still the core of their brand. Right? Sure. It's like you can be creative because you have a Mac. Like, yeah, I, I guess know. the argument here is that like iMovie Ma- was Megan creative. just smiled at me. Like, <laughs> the argument she's here like, is are that you making fun of baristas? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, iMovie is good for creating videos, and yes, that's what we all used when we were teens, just 
screwing around with video editing and uploading stupid stuff to Facebook or YouTube. But still, that was sort of like we were trying to make like a movie or like something funny. It wasn't like I made this video so that I can say hi to Megan from like just just because like I use Instagram and maybe I don't personally use Snapchat, but people use Snapchat to like literally just say hi or like, hey, I'm at this place. People are not going to go to iMovie and make like a long winded video just to say hi. That's, I just think the purpose is completely different. So I don't really know. I don't get clips. I'm not going to be able to use clips because I don't have an iPhone. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just I don't really get it. I think it's going to be a fun, like, Instagram fad. Like, there are Instagram fads in this world. They come in the, like, May 2. Is that an app that, like, the selfie? Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> like, it's going to come. I call it the anime app, yeah. It yeah. just turns into a terrifying anime character. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any skin. It steals all your data. <laughs> it steals your Like, that's Apple's wedge. We don't steal your data and send it to the Chinese government when you use our <laughs> video app. And I think it's I think it's fun, but I do think the the move here is for Apple to get people to use this app so that when the new iPhone comes out and it's got a bunch of AR shit in it, like you're already accustomed to like making and sharing AR stuff, right? Or you're already accustomed to using this app to do weird, funky depth tricks with your photos, uh-huh. and then you like. You know, they're like, the new iPhone has eight cameras on the back and, like, senses the world around it and, like, layers information. And you can take a photo with clips and, like, layer in shit and send it to Instagram. Like, I, I, you just see those threads aligning very clearly. And I think you get out clips now. You put it out now so that people want to use it and they're excited about it instead of it's only on the new iPhone. I don't know. That's I just see – they got to do something. If they do all this AR stuff for the iPhone, they need to find a way to share it. Because right. if you're not sharing it, it's, it's kind of, like, not – Otherwise, it's just you walking around with a phone in front of your face being like, I see data where there was none. <laughs> and that's like a little terrifying. Uh, let's, let's do a little bit of Google and then okay. we can do an ad. So, Nat, you actually played with Android O. I did. Tell me about it. Um, it's, not, it's less exciting than when Android N developer preview came out because I feel like multi-window was immediately kind of like, oh, my God, this is a thing that Samsung's had forever. Like Android, other Android people can now have it. But now Android O does not have as many consumer-facing features yet. The only two things that you can really play with is the snooze notifications, which I have a lot of problems with. Um, you have to like soft swipe it to either left or right and then find the clock to snooze it. But if you swipe a little too far, which most people are probably used to doing with their thumb, you dismiss it permanently. Wow. So that's really annoying for me because I went on Facebook Live earlier today to demonstrate it and I literally accidentally swiped it away. I'm like, well, gotta wait a little bit for oh, new no. notifications to try that with. But yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll fix it before it rolls out. I'm sure it's just kind of like a trial and error thing for now. Um, the other thing you can do with it is you can customize the lock screen shortcuts, which is awesome. Right now, if you use a Google phone, your two lock screen shortcuts are either to unlock Google Assistant or open the, the camera, so three shortcuts. Um, but when you, you can now customize using the system's UI tuner, which Dieter just told me you can unlock it um, <laughs> by holding the cog at the top navigation bar. And, yeah, and you can customize literally, you can put anything on it. And it's not just an app. You can literally put, like, Compose on Gmail, and it will unlock that feature and take you right to it from the lock screen, which I think is pretty cool. Um, it's not quite like the weather widget that Addie Robertson wanted, and yeah. she wrote a thing about a couple weeks ago, but it's close. It's getting there. I feel like we're in the right direction in terms of making the lock screen a little more interactive. So I finally have a Pixel. I have yes. it. And I haven't switched over to have it be my main phone. You mm. have not? No. Why? iMessage. I'm, <laughs> I'm te- it's like terrifying. 
It's a terrifying thing to be like, I will never talk to my friends and family again. Like, it's just something's going to break and all my messages are going to go away. That's how, yep, no, how I felt when I moved over from <laughs> RIP Blackberry. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, it's fine. It's, it's going to be fine. It's not fine. They won't talk to you. <laughs> especially if there's group chats. It's going to be especially fine. Especially, my, I, especially if you're in any group chats with your family. That's just yeah. all gone. Also, like, <laughs> see? baby see? photos. <sighs> like, my niece and nephew. Like, there's, like, there's just, there's giant albums of pictures of them having adventures that everybody in my family sees but me. No. Hmm. Oh. That's yep. so tragic. Yeah, I, uh, it's the yeah, best lock-in really in the entire industry. See, that's why um, I have my mom on. Ah, oh, mom. <laughs> that's why I have my mom on messaging apps. Then we can all. Who, who cares what phones you use? You'll see it. I I sent a WhatsApp message to my parents saying, "Hey, does this still work for you guys? I'd like to use this to talk to you now." And um, my mom replied an hour later saying, uh, "I can't figure out how this works, and um, I never got the notification." And I only saw it because your dad saw it, but he can't open the app. And then my dad sent me an email <laughs> saying, yeah, this doesn't work. I don't know what the deal is. Your mom was very confused by it, too. So, no. Well, I talked to my mom through Facebook Messenger, which is great because she's a big fan of stickers. And she basically oh, communicates God. with me in stickers about 90% of the time. And she does not ever have to type. It's great. I'm going to try to work up the courage the liquid courage to switch my sim over to my pixel this weekend. I literally took my sim out of my pixel. Like, huh? I you took did. my sim out of my pixel. Where, yeah, because I broke it because it's oh. cracked. Um, so I put it in this Galaxy S7 Edge, um, which uh, had been in a drawer for like two months. And uh, I had to like upgrade it through like eight upgrade cycles to, you know, get it to be usable. It took me literally 12 hours to get this phone like usable. That's awful. Uh, it's fine now, though. But is so, it? Yeah. is it Android? Oh, like the big, 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 big change is that Google has finally gone full Apple and is fully restricting background apps. Yeah, they've like they've they've they talk about battery life every iteration. They've walked up to this line a couple of times and be like, "We're going to give you options for minimizing what you do in the background. We're going to do this a little bit. We're going to do that a little bit." But this time around, they're like. Yeah, no. These are the things that apps are allowed to do in the background. These are the things that we're going to just stop or throttle. Sorry, goodbye. Which is really interesting. Uh, it'll be really great to see what happens there uh, for battery life. I'm really, really curious to see what happens on stuff other than phones where you actually want to have two windows active at the same time. And if maybe limiting everything else means that they can have a couple of apps running at the same time. Because that's one of the things Jake noticed on the S3 uh, tablet review is um, the app that isn't the one in focus on an Android tablet and same thing on like Chrome OS when you have Android apps running if the Android app isn't like currently the thing that's in focus it just like freezes it just stops yeah. mm -hmm. um, and they might be able to like better manage that stuff if they're more aggressive about turning off stuff that's even further in the background I don't know we'll see but like that's probably the for like Android developers the biggest change yeah, it just seems like O is very iterative, but in yeah. the best way, like more customizations, better notifications, like the little things that make a phone annoying. They've like paid attention to them in a way that Apple, whenever Apple like talks about notifications, they just start cringing. It's <sighs> like I assume that no one who works at Apple gets notifications. Yep. Because. Oh, there's no excuse for how they handle and manage notifications. There's a whole lot of other notification updates that are supposed to show up soon, too. Um, you're supposed to be able to categorize notifications now, which is super oh, cool. So I have, 
Yeah, right. And you can mark some as like marketing. Yeah, and, like, like I, or like well, just messaging or like just like rent like social apps. I think it's vague. So. Yeah. Uh, what I want is something like what Gmail or Inbox does where I can like say all of these things bundle up into this category. All these apps bundle up into this category. All these apps bundle up into that category. What I think they're actually doing is inside each app, if an app wants to give you five different kinds of notifications, they can be it can bundle those up. And then you can tell the app, I only want to see, you know. Right. But doesn't this presume like an extraordinary amount of like good behavior from app developers? Yeah. Right. Like this system, it, like if you're an app developer, you're like, you know, what? I'm just going to, I'm going to label these notifications as marketing and everyone's going to see that. <laughs> like it's yeah. never going to happen. No, but like the Android is so much better at giving you control over notifications that you see and don't see anyway that like yeah. giving app developers a little bit more power to categorize it. Like if they are bad, I'll just turn off notifications for their app. You know, like, I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. Screw you, app. Yeah. Don't lie to me. Today's episode is brought to you by... <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Crizal. No glare lenses. If you wear glasses, then you know that fingerprints, smudges, scratches, and glares can be a constant obstruction to your vision and a huge distraction. Sometimes you end up focusing more on what's under your glasses than what's going on around you. That's why I love Crizal. No glare lenses. They give you the clearest vision possible by offering resistance to glares, scratches, and smudges. Go to the website. It's chrisall.com to learn more and start living life in the clear. <laughs> I'm not going to get any nice tweets about that one. This is true. Here's a true fact. I, I, I've I never done a good job of reading the ads. They keep The advertisers keep coming back. I, don't, I assume it's because of my terrible reads people listen to. So I keep coming back. I mean, we've sold more Squarespace websites than anybody. Uh, or Squarespace just doesn't know. It's one or the other. You're just waiting for your mail camp moment. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, but I, we've actually gotten notes about from like random listeners about the Crizal ads. And then Megan read one last week really well, and she got a compliment. Like someone emailed her. I got a couple compliments. No, people tweeted and emailed me, and I was like, this is weird. It's the weirdest nice thing anybody said to me. <laughs> anyway, buy the glasses. You're going to love them. Crizal.com. <laughs> All right, so Dieter, we talked briefly about the Tab S3. Yeah, um, we talked briefly about your Chromebook review. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about that for just one second because uh, you tweeted that you have a theory that Android tablets are just going to turn into Chrome tablets. Just yeah. w- walk me through this theory real fast. Android tablets are universally bad. Android apps on tablets are pretty bad as well. I posted a story on Wednesday, which was just. Uh, block quotes of every major Android tablet review we have ever done. Yeah. And I just quoted the line where we said uh, Android uh, apps on tablets are bad. because Dating to 2011. Phone. Dating until, since 2011, Android apps on tablets have just been big blown up phone apps. No, I think that if Google is going to successfully sell tablets, they need to give you some sort of thing that you want that you can't get from an iPad. And they clearly are not going to do it through like better apps. It's just not going to happen. They're probably not going to be able to do it through better hardware because like the iPad hardware is pretty good, even if it's like, you know, two year old stuff from the parts bin. Um, So they need an advantage. And the advantage that I think uh, is sitting right there in front of them, ready to go, is just ship it with Chrome OS instead of Android. And then you can have a full desktop class browser on your tablet. And that solves two problems. It gives you reason to buy it instead of an iPad because you can 
do stuff that you can't do on an iPad because its web browser is not as good as what you can get on your desktop. And it gives you a bunch of web apps, which will fill the gaps in what you're able to do you know, with Android apps because a bunch of them are big blown up phone apps. Theoretically, if this works, they'll also sell a bunch of these cheap Chrome OS tablets to schools. Those schools will want to buy them because they want to give their kids tablets instead of laptops maybe. And that's great because the Chrome OS is really good in education, really easy to log in and out of. And then maybe if all of that happens, maybe, maybe, maybe. Is Seinfeld what he's doing. I don't know what's happening. Um, maybe there'll be enough install base of Chrome OS stuff running Android, and there'll be enough people using them on Chromebooks that it'll be worth developers' time to optimize and update their apps to work on larger screens. This is the most hopeful conspiracy theory of all time. Yeah. But I'm into but it because like, I want a tablet you, with a real If you browser. had a choice between an Android tablet, a Chrome OS tablet, and an iPad, you'd probably pick the iPad, but you might pick the Chrome OS tablet. And if you had a choice between an Android tablet and a Chrome OS tablet, which one would you pick? A Chrome OS tablet. Because it also has all the Android apps you want. Yeah. Which is like, you know, right now they Right now they work for shit. Well, I mean- They got to solve. That's a big problem but like to the, solve. The Netflix is fine. The Microsoft Office is pretty good, right? Like some of the stuff is fine. The, the main stuff you want on a tablet is like you, you get a really good web browser, you get Netflix, you get Hulu, fine. Yeah. The Conspiracy Theory by Dieter Bone. I'm telling you, it's, it, I it's, believe you it's going to happen. I just think yeah. that last turn where they start making actually good Android tablet oh, apps. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, psh, who knows? Yeah. I'm just surprised that's, Samsung made and shipped this thing. Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? Like, like if, that, if that's the future, like, why? why? Do they just want to have something in MWC? Like, they were like, well... So this is where I usually put out notes, and they kind of explode. So, like, I mean, that's just like how it feels. Like they just needed something, and they're like, "Here, here's a thing." Yeah, it's super. It super doesn't make sense why it even exists. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know anybody that it's the last of its kind. Thing. Yeah, although I will say Samsung makes the giant Galaxy View tablet, which I believe still runs Marshmallow. So it's like <laughs> way behind. No, it's not the one before that. KitKat. It's like. Lollipop or KitKat. It's like super old. Throwback um, Thursday. But it's like a 17-inch tablet with a yeah. kickstand. Yeah. It's amazing. It has a handle, and it's like just a little – like you're just supposed to carry it in your house and use it as a TV. And I just – I want them to – I just want that thing to be around me more. <laughs> the battery life is about 40 minutes, I think. Uh, that's all you need. I mean, that's, like, that's how long the joke lasts. And then you're oh, like, God. well, I have an 18-inch tablet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go use my phone now. All right. I want to do a thing that I'm calling Megan's Culture Corner. I do not agree to this name. We're not going to call it that. It's unnamed so far. Well, it's spelled corner with a K and culture with a K. Like Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. For extra coolness. So I'm saying I think that's a great name. Coolness. Very culture. Coolness with a K. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Megan. You want to talk about Mass Effect? I do. I mostly want to shame you for not... uh, playing the trilogy. Mass Effect Andromeda came out this week. Um, I've spent a lot of time with it, by which I mean I've spent three hours, all of which have been in its character creation system. Oh my god. Which is like a hot mess. Really? Wasn't there like, there was some big drama Yeah, so there's actually been a lot of um, quote unquote controversy around it because um, Is that quote spelled with a K, W? (laughs) Duh, I don't even know why I have to say it. I assume everything is spelled with a K at this point. Uh, No, so there was um, Sorry. Eject you, Neelai, from this corner. Also with a K. Uh, we lost that, everybody. We've lost the thread. Okay. Uh, okay, so Mass Effect Andromeda, um, there was a lot of tr- 
drama going on because um, there are problems with the animations in games. So sometimes yeah. your character will be speaking and they're not making any kind of face that a normal human would make or not really reacting properly. Uh, I, I did play a little bit of the game and when I started at one point there's a guy who goes to like punch you in the shoulder but like his fist doesn't actually connect. It's like there's like this weird force field that prevents it from hitting you just because the yeah. animations are not great. Um, but also, or is that just a realistic depiction of awkward social interactions? I was going to say, that, that sounds like something I would totally do. <laughs> yeah, Dieter yeah. goes to Chucky on the shoulder, misses, falls down, and is like, cool talk! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. but yeah, so um, people in the gaming community um, caught on to this. <laughs> you just laughed at the concept of the gaming community. Because there are people in the... Not all gamers, not all gamers no, are bad. <laughs> But there are some people who are fucking atrocious um, in every sense of the word. And these particular subset of people went after a woman who they thought was responsible for the lead animations, which I Bioware hasn't even like it's not her fault. Um, I don't even think she was connected to the project. Um, Also, it's an entire team. So you can't pin one entire game's bad animations on a single person. Bioware had to put out a statement. Yeah, they put out a statement. Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole thing. They like preemptively put out a statement being like she didn't work on it. And also stop stop it. Yeah. Everyone's stopping jerks. Um so yeah. I feel like every game publisher should just every now and again release a statement that's like stop being jerks. Reminder. Just a casual reminder. <laughs> stop being garbage humans. <laughs> yeah, so the game is it's a huge game. It's not as good so far as the Uh-oh. trilogy from all of the reviews. Um Caveat: I haven't really played that much of it yet, but you haven't played any of them, have you? So I've been. Re- Here's I have a thing. Uh, okay, I'm I'm in an emotional place you right now. Start like uncomfortably. Wow. Squirming. Well, so he, I made this video. I made a pilot of a video, like of a thing where I'm like gonna like be YouTubey and like rant at the camera. This, just go with me on this. You were almost a YouTuber. I, it's like we're like let's try to make new kinds of videos. It's actually Video Hack Week this week. Like lots of experiments from our video team of new kinds of things we could do. So one they wanted to make with me was like, what if you do like YouTube style rants to the camera? But we didn't want it to be on the news cycle because we wanted to give them things. So they're like, what? Here's a list of headlines from The Verge, and I was like, vaping, like that's a thing I think about because I'm addicted to fucking nicotine. So I made this video about vaping, and I was like, this is actually not great because I'm addicted to this now instead of smoking, and this is probably still bad for me. And the best thing to do is probably not to inhale shit into my lungs. Which I don't think is a controversial statement. How else are people going to know you're cool, though? But the, the, the vape people found my video, and now the vape people are yelling at me. So that is just that, that's a dull roar in the background of my life. And I'm going to say some things about video games now, and I just don't want to add the game people to the vape people. <laughs> the shitty game people we talked about earlier are like, they are all vaping. <laughs> I bet they're already mad at me. Look, I love you all, listeners. You're my people. Just stop vaping and tweeting at me. <laughs> stop it. Please stop What does this it. have to do with Mass Effect? Here's my question. I read all the reviews of Mass Effect. In okay. Um, in preparation for the show, because I, I knew the Culture Corner was coming. And you, <laughs> and you might be backed into this corner. Uh, this game seems like it's mostly about wandering around doing stuff you could do in reality. Like no, making friends. Space. Yeah, but it's like, like Andrew's... You become Andrew's best friends review, with aliens. Andrew's review ends with like, I didn't remember the gunfights or the battles. I remember talking about religion at the canteen, drinking tea. And it's like, is is that what video games are going to just become? Is like ever more fantastical settings for mundane activities that you could perform in real life? I think there's been a push lately into more mundane gameplay because people want to see 
that stuff represented, right? Like, there is something really novel about, like, having a phone being able to text somebody in a video game. I don't think it'll always be like that, but for now, it's interesting. And again, they're aliens, so... So you want to really experience the alien life? I want to watch a movie with an alien. I want to make out with an alien. Uh, you get to fuck aliens in that game. Whoa. I know. It's like a staple of the Mass Effect series. Like, everybody fucks aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Andrew, again, Andrew's review was like, it took me like five hours to get a kiss. And I was like, what am I reading here? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I want to play. I, I'm like, I want to shoot things. I but I guess say, you get to shoot things in this game, too. You do. Sh- I sure did shoot, <laughs> shoot some aliens also. <laughs> Um, I will oh say God, the fucking vape gamers are coming for me. <laughs> it's just okay. So the original trilogy, which I, I love, I think that um, Mass Effect Two is like one of the best games in like the last like twenty years. Like I am a huge fan. Um, but the original trilogy is good because you play as somebody who's already an experienced commander who's essentially trying to like save the universe. Gal- I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a space person. Yeah. Trying to save a lot of people from like this overarching threat um, with Andromeda. You're more of like a younger, untested crew. So, I don't know, it's like it's space babies. You're like babysitting this like young group of teenagers. And like you land on this first planet, immediately get into a fight with this alien species. And I'm like, yo, we just crash landed on this planet and we're already like murdering people. Like, this is making a really bad impression. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it feels a little, a little shaky. A little shaky. I don't think it's um, as strong. I don't think the lead seems as strong so far, but it's hard because Commander Shepard was so good and Ryder is just. Uh, Proving him or herself. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not is narratively strong, right? You don't start it into it with the because you're making a bunch of the decisions. Yeah, yeah. Well, the idea is more like you're going to go find a new home for a bunch of mm-hmm. humans, the human race, not the entire race, but a ton of them. But people seem obsessed with this game because the original games are. I mean, you have to keep in mind like the original games have a huge following because like they're extremely good games. Like they have really good combat, they have really deep relationship building, and just a good story. Like, they are space opera epics in a way that we don't really have in any other kind of, in any other video games. Uh, This one, uh, I'm going to reserve any judgment um, (laughs) outside of its character creation, which is... (laughs) Yeah, you spent hours and hours and hours lost in it. Okay, here is my thing with any kind of game system where it's like, hey, make your own character. It's a lot of pressure. Do you know how hard it is to be like, I have to stare at this character for the next 50 hours. I better like what they look like. Like, I will, like, make it, you make your, your character, you, like, spend all this time, like, customizing their face, and then you look a little bit different when you actually get in-game. So I'll be like, oh, God, that lipstick is really, ooh, it's bad. Or I'll be like, oh, why is her chin doing that? Like, <laughs> you never have to think about what a chin looks like until you get a really bad one, and you have to stare at it for, like, a while. Wow. Yes. Dark. So, so I spent a lot of time making a character and then being like, no, that's bad, and resetting. Uh, but you can't go back in the game and change it? No, that's the thing. Uh, in most games, there are some that will let you tweak like minor things uh, once you actually make your character. But most games, like once you you know fill out the canvas or whatever, like that's it. Maybe you can change their hair later. No. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why I spend so much time trying to give my poor characters like digital plastic surgery. That's really important <laughs> to me. No, I get it. Right. I do that too. But... Uh, well, the thing I'm bad at video like, games. So like that feels like a game, a part of the game which in which I can win. Well it just it feels like there are so few games that let you play as like non white, like non male characters that when I actually get the chance to like make a character that looks like me, like a Persian woman, I'm like, Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna like take some time, make myself look like this character. And it doesn't usually turn out that way. It's really hard to design video game characters. I don't know if you knew that. Uh no, and I, apparently this one lady really sucks at it. Sorry, that's really bad. Get out of the corner. <laughs> Order's over. <laughs> Reminder from Bioware: Don't 
Don't be a jerk. Yeah, I really do think every video game company should just put that out. Just periodically, like, be nice. Speak it to each other. Speak it to each other. A reminder from your friends at Sony. Like, (laughs) and then you have to, like, look at it for half an hour before you're allowed into the PS4. Well, it's just like, God, if I can barely create a character that I like, I can't imagine what it's like to, like, make an entire video game run and then, like, let some asshole like me, like, tear around through it. It's like... Here's a ball of Play-Doh. Like, go make a thing. Hope you like it. What if they make a video game where you have to punch in uh, and verify your, like, social media, your Twitter account, and then they can look at your Twitter account and see if you're a GamerGator, and if you are, then they won't let you play it. No eggs allowed. No eggs allowed. (laughs) It's a great game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's terrible. I have a question. Why is everything getting so long? What do you mean? Like every like Iron Fist is like a like it's just long. It just feels long. Like it's just it's just a really long slog. Games are getting longer and longer and longer, right? And like they involve many more. Like I watched a bunch of like Zelda speedruns, and by watch I mean I click to the end, <laughs> like you do. Like you can beat that game pretty fast. Well, okay, let me ask you but, this: When was the last time you bought a video game with your own money? August. Video games are expensive though, right? Yeah. Like I got really spoiled because I worked at Polygon for a long time and got mm-hmm. video games for free. And so I forgot what that was like to have to go drop 60 to 70 bucks or whatever on a game. So yeah, it's like you don't have time to buy a ton of stuff. Like if you buy this thing, if you pour a lot of money into it, like don't you want to spend a ton of time in it? No, that's true. I, I buy that. It's just, it feels like the the reaction to more and more attention sapping media from phones is like extended narratives in whatever world you're in. Right, so games are getting longer and longer, and I, I I get the value argument, but then like all of this other stuff, like prestige television, like uh, Mr. Robot, dude just made two extra episodes. See, like he didn't even tell USA. He was just like, "What if from ten we go to 12? Because I got more story to tell, and that's like fine and like <laughs> they're good shows, um, but it just seems like that's like a real theme lately. Like everything's just getting longer and deeper. And, and, and particularly the, like- the I don't, I think it just depends, right? Like you brought up like Iron Fist and Netflix earlier, but I think that like, if you look at those shows, like they're actually pretty short. Like most standard shows on TV have like what? Like a good 24 episodes, but like yeah. a Netflix season can be, those those Marvel shows are like 13 episodes, which is really not that long. Yeah. I mean, I they personally- They should be eight. Oh, no, I'm totally with you. I think some of the best shows that you can watch on Netflix are the ones that are short. Like, I love The Fall, which is, um, I think it originally airs on BBC, but that's like, what, there are like six episodes total? Yeah. And it's good because, like, it's such a good, tight story. Like, that's why I liked the first season of Mr. Robot, because it was a good, tight story. Season two is, like, a lot of weird padding. Yeah. But he, seriously, like, I mean, we did the after show, and, like, we would just, like, be told, like, you're coming back next week. Because he made more. It was like a very strange moment for us. This episode of The Rich House brought to you by Squarespace. Surprise, Squarespace. Whatever your next big idea might be, count on Squarespace to help you create eye-catching online platform that brings it to life. Whether you're planning to start a new business, launch a creative project, or change careers, Squarespace's beautifully designed templates and customizable features give you everything you need to look like an expert right from the start. You even uh, get a unique domain name to set you apart in the field. That's a big promise. CultureCorner.com. Can you live up to it? Can you live up to Squarespace? Plus, with Squarespace's award-winning templates, creating a beautiful website is simple and intuitive. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. But if you do have a question, Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support can help you with any problem, no matter how technical or trivial. Think of them as your very own IT department. So make your next move aggressive. 
Make your next move. Start your free trial at squarespace.com today. Enter offer code VERGE to get 10% off your first purchase and a free domain name, culturecorner.com. Again, that is offer code VERGE, V-E-R-G-E, squarespace.com. Boy alert. Culturecorner.com exists. No! <laughs> it looks like this. Oh, oh my God, it's fucking terrifying. It's not spelled with K's. It's just little dolls. <laughs> All right, Dieter and Nat and Megan, everybody, family. Hi. Let's talk, let's talk about this film that's coming out next week. So there's like yeah. leaks. The whole thing has been leaked. Galaxy Pretty S8. Pretty much the whole thing has been leaked. Yeah. What? Galaxy what? S8. What Galaxy remains? S8 Plus. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've seen details on Dex, which is the desktop jibber jabber. Yeah. Um, we were talking a lot about it's how it's stylized <laughs> D, E, and capital X because it's supposed to be short for desktop experience. I want to kill myself. No. And I want it to die. <laughs> Uh, I think that's catchy, you guys. Let's all wait. I forgot to do something before we dive into the desktop experience. Before we leave the culture corner for the desktop experience, worst Candyland ever. Paul's not here, as you may have noticed. So Nat actually comes on and does a segment every week. Every week she does a segment. It always has the same name, which Nat is. Did you know that hoverboards are still a thing? Hoverboards are still a thing. Uh, Mark Cuban apparently is going to release his new coverboard company on mm. Kickstarter. Why? Dude is rich. <laughs> that makes sense. You want to collect the money up front. But dude He's has, a good businessman. Dude has the money to make the hoverboard. Anyway, it, it's a hoverboard company. It's called, um, the hoverboard itself is called Move, M-O-O-V, Move. Oh, God. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, yeah, apparently hoverboards are still a thing. I had no idea. Wait, what? What's his differentiation? Um, it's unclear. Um, literally, Sean O'Kane, who was just talking to Mark Cuban about a completely different thing, um, ended up finding out what his company was, and then he just dug into it and found that he's releasing a hoverboard on Kickstarter. And then they were like, yeah, confirmed, that's true. And it looks basically just like any other hoverboard, except in the middle, instead of the little um, divot that goes in, it's just a big, straight, flat box. That's what it looks like. What? I need to look at photos of that. I don't know. It's just a big straight line that you step on, kind of like any like a stair <laughs> with wheels on the side. I just don't understand. Why can't you just walk? I don't know. Hoverboard. Here are the businesses I'm aware of Mark Cuban being involved in. Uh-huh. HDNet. Yeah. Which was his cable network that he sold. Mm-hmm. He used that money to buy the Dallas Mavericks. Then he used and then he used that money to invest in the real tequila Avion in the fictional universe of Entourage. Thus, uh-huh. turning turtle into an entrepreneur, and now he's using his entourage money to start a hoverboard. What about Shark Tank? That was a thing he did, right? Oh yeah, he's still doing Shark Tank. Yeah, but like, what's what's a big Shark Tank hit? And also, how does Shark Tank cross over into Entourage? I feel like Shark Tank is more of the the move gap. I don't know what the connection is between Entourage and Shark Tank. <laughs> Wait, is do you think move was a Shark Tank thing? What if he stole from someone? <laughs> There's like some poor <laughs> Shark Tank at the bottom. He's of like, it's a board that rolls. Their tagline is like, start the movement. Oh, God. <laughs> Wanted to die. Cuban has invested in 82 <laughs> different deals on Shark Tank. Wow. For a total of 19.4 But those aren't his companies. Dollars. Oh, by the way, this company is called Radical Transport, which no. apparently follows along a theme of his other companies that are just a bunch of radical TKs. It's kind of, it, it's Wait, pretty, what are the other radicals? It's like radical investments, radical ventures, like a bunch of radical shit that no one cares about. And now we have a radical transport, which is not that radical. It's something that peaked in 2015. I bought a hoverboard for my niece uh, for Christmas. And the first thing that happened when she pulled out of the box was my sister said, don't those explode? <laughs> 
And then she was, I had to like calm her down. I was like, no, these are the new ones. This is the good one. <laughs> this is... I'm very afraid to get on one because I just feel like I will bust my teeth in. Okay, we got to get one. All right, let's talk about decks just to wrap up the show. So next week, S8 coming out. Yeah. Again, the whole, like, just the whole thing has been leaked. Evan Blass yeah. doing his thing, EV leaks. So we know what it looks like. It actually looks great. I think it looks great. The looks good. fingerprint sensor is next to the camera, which seems wah, wah. very stupid to me. I'm very upset about that dirty as camera. a left-hander. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a dirty camera. That's what that phone is going to be known for. Like <laughs> I also just think that the position is very not left-hander friendly. <laughs> this is extremely uncomfortable to me versus just this. Oh, right, because it's, it's over on the side. Right? I feel like, why don't designers think about left-handers? We exist. <laughs> I'm left-handed. Yeah. Yeah, it's why a real thing. Why don't people care? They don't, no one loves us. Um, sorry, Nat. <laughs> we, we I don't have a problem with this. Huh? This is fine. <laughs> You're I don't fine. Know. Me and Dieter are like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. We can use scissors whenever we want. It's never awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish companies would design things that, or like do things that don't just benefit them. Like, it would be nice if you did things that benefited everybody. <laughs> yeah, but then the only real differentiation here is this Dex thing. Oh, and Bixby. Literally yeah. the name of a butler. Um, yep. Or a small dog. Uh, Dan wrote a whole thing about Bixby, which is oh, yeah. Samsung's voice assistant. I think Dan and Dieter is a collabo burn where Bixby is supposed to solve the hardest problem in tech, which is making Samsung software easier to use, <laughs> which is pretty good. But it's not supposed to, like, do cloud stuff. It's not supposed to go fetch information for you. Yeah, it, like you think of a smart assistant, like you always hear, like, how tall is the Eiffel Tower? Where is it? And like, that's, you know, you need to ask those questions all the time. Uh, this one is supposed to, like, be the thing that helps you use the thing you're actually using. Right. So, like, you're clicking around and you're like, fuck it, Bixby, send this to Instagram. Yeah. That's, that's a wake word. You do sound like you're yelling at a butler. Right. <laughs> fuck it, Bixby. Fetch me, fetch me my mail. <laughs> <laughs> Bixby, bring me the slippers. And it's like, I'm a phone. <laughs> but but it's like interesting, right? They're trying to like hybridize voice and touch in a way that no one else has tried to do. Like everything's been a pure interface. Well, I mean, if you turn on like the voiceover thing, you know, if you're like, if you have a uh, you know, bad vision on an iPhone, you can actually jam through a bunch of stuff. Uh, David Pogue did a really good video, like showing somebody just like but, listening to this hyperspeed voice. But there's but no. This is but a, that is but the other way around. It's like, still tapping. Yeah, it's, I know. Yeah. It's a, I was getting there, man. Just I'm there. I'm just, just so excited just about Bixby. Let me, just are you? I, I mean, I like small dogs. I've always wanted yeah. a butler. Okay. I, I feel. I feel like good. I feel good about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No one's really done that. Like Google walked up to it and then ran the fuck away with uh, Google Now on tap, right? Yeah. The idea was like, but it, it wasn't about interacting with the app directly. It was about pulling information out of the app and then doing stuff with it. Uh, and then it was just really bad at that. So this is like, this is a weird new interaction model. What's funny is our people have, are, are still like, I don't want to talk to my phone. And like, it seems like nobody cares or nobody's got angst about that anymore. We know how we feel about that now. I don't know. I mean, I... The, the things that get me about this are, one, just reading Dan's piece, like, you have to write an app that supports the Bixby API. Yeah. Which means only Samsung's apps will ever support it. So that's awful. But it does strike me as, like, you're in, you know, you're in their mail app or whatever. And instead of having to figure out how to, like, delete an email, you can just be like, Bixby, delete this email. It really does sound like a butler. Every time I say yeah. its name out loud. <laughs> um, but, like, that's kind of cool. Like, you can't do that with any other phone. Well, and like just strategically look at look at where Samsung's at. Uh, 
they like voice is going to be a bigger deal in the home. Uh, they don't have a voice product. Uh, do they want to take on Alexa and its giant, you know, group of skills? Do they want to take on Google and Apple and their like ability to do cloud stuff and like machine learning and like deep search and blah 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 blah? They like they need an in. They need some kind of wedge to start making a voice product that people actually use. Because don't forget, Samsung doesn't just make phones. They make washing machines and microwaves and routers and ships. Yeah, <laughs> like they make Nuclear big ass reactors. boats, right? Yeah, and and so they need something. They need to do something to make sure that even if it's not a huge success, they at least know what the shit they're doing when it comes to voice controlled stuff. And this seems like as good a wedge as any, and it's smart because it's not trying to take on the Google Assistant head on because the phone literally has the Google Assistant on it. Are right. they going to make people pick between Samsung's Assistant or the Google Assistant? They've tried that before. Guess what? People picked the Google Assistant. No, I mean, they've also tried it. I like, I'm sure Bixby only works you can't in like. I not say it anymore. It's just, it's. It's so adorable. Like, uh, it's so, not that I'm saying it out of embarrassment. It's every time I say it, I literally think of like a small, cute dog wearing shoes. <laughs> like, Here's what I'm like excited dress about. Shoes. Our oh, favorite thing yeah. to do is <laughs> to be clear. Uh, like, favorite thing to do. Our <laughs> listeners is say, "Google Home, check the weather. Alexa, buy me some toilet paper." Yeah, and then everybody who's listening to the podcast now has toilet paper on the way, and their home speaker is speaking the weather to them. Yeah, we are now going to be able to sit here on the podcast and say. Bixby, pause this podcast and just stop <laughs> alternate <the> self own. <laughs> Bixby, end the suffering. <laughs> Bixby, switch to other podcasts. Uh, I mean, that's great for the the Bixby. I can't even. I keep picture, I just keep picturing the dog in shoes. They're like black. Yeah, interestingly they have, enough, they have shiny like buckles. Bow tie. Bow tie. Right. There's it's a, a little dog bowler. There's a story I read today about how Bixby, the name, might be difficult linguistically in different countries because uh. um, in some countries, like X, that right before a B, doesn't really exist as like a sound in their language. So that's going to be really interesting too to see how like if you can't even say it without like pausing. I'm curious how other people from who don't speak English as their main language are going to deal with it. Um, yeah, at least ooh. it's better than Google. Yeah, is is it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to make a list of acceptable wake words and just like publish it for the industry. <laughs> Here are the things you can call robots. Okay. That's what? Next week, 29th. We're blowing it out, right? Big event. Oh, yeah. Live blog, a whole nine. It's going to be a thing. Yep. Uh, it's actually interesting. Last year in March, Apple did the iPhone SE. It was yep. like a big event. And they were like, yeah. it looks the same, but it's different. It was an event, right? It was an event. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Oh, yeah. And this there. year, they just like press released out like more storage in the SE, a red iPhone, and this iPad. You, yep. you, you got to wonder why they went so quiet with it when they were so confident with the SE. Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird. Hmm. But Samsung, they're going for it. This is their, yeah. this is their time. They, they, they got to they gotta make people forget that their phones explode. Yeah, and they're going to do it with a tiny dog. What, <laughs> what better way to distract everybody? Okay, I think that's it. Is that it? Is there anything else? That's enough. I think anything, so. Anything from the corner? I think we're done. I think we're done. Anything from Corner's the corner? Corner's closed. Corner's closed. <laughs> a truly, a you truly need something strange now that episode of the gone, Don't you? <laughs> this is your new thing. I'm so lonely. Is it gone? Get Mark Cuban on the phone. He invested in anything. Tell him it's a hundred. <laughs> Radical. <laughs> Radical vodka. We'll see. I'm. You know. I'm still thinking about this vodka every day. I feel like we should upgrade to whiskey. I think we're a whiskey brand. No, we can't upgrade to whiskey because whiskey is hard to make. 
Like, is that a deterrent? Yes, vodka is just pure marketing. You can make vodka out of anything. It's garbage, though. Well, right. That's... I can make vodka with like some nail polish remover and like a Skittle cut for color. <laughs> Pretty Skittle sure that's not color? how that works. Wait, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Megan's just like downing nail polish remover. <laughs> don't, don't do that. You've never seen these recipes where it's like you take like Skittles and Bixby, you put them in. call the paramedic. <laughs> He's, he's like, I can't. I can only do local actions on the phone. No, it's like you take like Skittles and you put it in like vodka and it like adds colors. No, I'm aware yeah, of that. But it's, you the, nail it's the nail polish remover. I'm thinking of moonshine. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> do people drink that? And then that your too? heart stops. <laughs> Pure acetone. Only real gamers can drink that. Attention, attention, vaping eggs. Do we have a recipe for you? Skittle acetone. <laughs> the name just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Skittle acetone definitely sounds like a rollerblade person. <laughs> like a roller derby name. <laughs> sounds pretty radical to me. All right, that's it. That is unfortunately our show. We were we're gonna do this to you again next week, <laughs> whether or not you like it. Uh, if anyone would like to draw a picture of Bixby the dog or oh, roller please. derby champion Skittles acetone, please do. Uh, Megan's Twitter handle is Megan underscore Nicolette. You got it. Uh, just send that straight to her. Uh, Dieters is Backlon. Nat. Nat Garen. Nat two Garen. T's. Two T's. And I'm at Reckless. But again, the the drawings of Skittle, Skittles acetone and Bixby the dog. To Megan Nicolette. Directly to me, yes. Yeah. yeah. But no eggs Preferably allowed. going on an adventure. Yeah, together. together. Yeah. Friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, Bixby gets into some hijinks. <laughs> Skittles is, on a, is in the middle of a caper. And she has to go save him. She just rolls right over there. <laughs> okay. That's, he's chewing on the food. <laughs> Yep. All right, all right. We've, we've done enough. Our, it's the end of the show, everybody. Uh, there's other shows you can listen to that don't devolve into this. For example, I don't think Kara Swisher has ever said the word Skittles acetone <laughs> in a phrase in her life. But Kara hosts a great show called Recode Decode, uh, which you can listen to. Peter Kafka hosts a great show called Recode Media. Also guarantee you he's never said the word Skittles acetone. Lauren Good, though, suspect, but she has. Yeah. Uh, she was too embarrassed to ask, which is great. Uh, and Walt and I do a show called Control Delete. All this is on iTunes. You can find it. Search for it. iTunes.com slash Verge. It's great. Don't review this episode. I encourage you not to do that. I think this is our best episode yet. I, I, think, I think you just lied to my face. That's my review. <laughs> Fix me. Put my review in. <laughs> I'm so, they're not even ending the show well. Um, I'm going to thank our friends who truly are our friends at uh, Crizal No Glare Lenses. They sponsor the show. If you wear glasses, then you know fingerprints, smudges, scratches, and glares can be a constant obstruction to your vision and a huge distraction. That's why you should get Crizal No Glare Lenses, clearest vision possible by offering resistance to all that stuff. Go to Crizal.com to learn more. That's C-R-I-Z-A-L.com. Start living life in the clear. Thanks to them for not listening to the show, but continuing to put the ads on it, because I think those things are related. And we'll be back next week with more of this, what continues to be the Vergecast. Rock and roll. Paul. Skittles acetone. (laughs) 